Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Good afternoon, Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. There are exactly 287 days left in the year. If you have not made any movements yet, you will after this show and with this fantastic guest I have today. I'm your host, Shannon D. Hughes, and you are now part of the movement. The movement can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America and the Influencers Channel. Please uh, feel free to listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram as well. On this show, it's a heart-based show. We share the ups and downs, the pitfalls, the victories, and what is to come. Our stories connect the human spirit and then some. Let me give you the toll-free number if you'd like to call in and talk to my wonderful guest. Uh, that's 866-472-5795. That is 866-472-5795. International toll-free number is 001-480-398-1405. That's 001-480-398-1405. If you don't want to talk, you can leave us an email, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. So let me see if I got this straight. This young lady was a former model and actress. She was a millionaire by the age of 25 selling real estate and international trade, and yet that wasn't enough. This woman is a serial entrepreneur and 10 times certified as a metaphysical doctor. She is the founder of World Prosperity Network, Prosperity Coin, and Prosperably, the Profit Share Directory, as well as the COO of Easy Way Network. She is also the host of Kiss and Tell with Dr. Dante Sears, Shift Happens, and co-host of Easy Talk Live. If I keep going on all the things that she's doing, the interview will be over, so I might as well just go ahead and bring this woman in right now, Dr. Dante Sears. Welcome to the movement. How are you? Hey, Shannon. I'm great. How are you doing? That was a fantastic introduction. Oh, well, you're a fantastic person, and I'm just wondering if I missed anything. I mean, if I could do a part two of this interview, I could do all of the things that you do, but that would take up <laughs> most of your interview. So we, I need to talk to you. And, and seeing as how we celebrated International Women's Day, what was about a week or so ago, I wish it was then, but you know what? We can continue that right now. So, so Dr. Dante Sears, I haven't had a doctor on the show, so this is an honor for me. So before we, you know, get first. into all mm-hmm. uh, the first, so yes, inaugural. So let's talk about all the. Let's talk about before we talk about all the things that you do. I want to talk about your background and and where you grew up. Give give uh, the movement and myself a little history about yourself. Talk about where you grew up and your family and all of that stuff, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So, you know, I think I came from an all-American family. Um, People, they tend to say, oh, you look really exotic. You look like you're this. You look like you're that. And I say, you know, I'm all of that because I'm everything that came to America mixed in one. So I grew up in this really interesting family, which, you know, we're kind of multicultural. We have all colors, shapes, and sizes. And, And my family is, you know, I grew up 
in the beginning of my life in Azusa, where Tony Robbins is from. Um, and then we moved to Glendora. So that's like the East Valley of Los Angeles, kind of like the, the suburbs near Pasadena. Um, I had a really nice, you know, early childhood growing up with all my 150 cousins. It's where my grandparents were raised on um, Indian reservations on my mom's side. So my grandma had 13 kids, attempted at 17, and um, had 13 living kids. So I had my own little village I lived in with my with my family. Um, and then my dad's side of the family, they're Sears, they're the Sears, they're Sears, Roebuck, and Coleman. So I like this very interesting you know, family dynamic where I've got like, what I say is like, we've got the, the, the pioneers that came to America and the Indians right. over here first, <laughs> you know? So I always say like, I'm the ultimate American where people ask right. like I am. <laughs> wow. um, so because of that, you know, I got to grow up with all, all different races and, you know, it was really an interesting, um, raising. And then when I was, um, in fourth grade, my mom moved us to Arizona. So I went from like multicultural heaven to the exact opposite. Yes. Uh, so it really taught me to appreciate other people's, um, ethnic backgrounds and where they're coming from, because all of a sudden I went from like you know, the coolest girl around to like, I was the biggest inward in town. And right. I was like, Whoa, what right. happened? You know? Wow. Um, so that, that really shaped my attitude that you see today. Why I have, I think a good attitude about a lot of things is because I've seen it all. I feel. Wow. Let me, let me ask you a two part question. Cause that's very interesting. First, I've always been intrigued by large families and a lot of, I've heard people say, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I couldn't, I couldn't be around all of that, you know, family that would just drive me crazy and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, and then you just talked about moving to Arizona. So I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. Talk about, <laughs> you sound like you talk about it glowingly. Talk about, you know, what you learned or what all the the positives was growing with a large family. And then and then also you talk about the multi-faceted racists that, that were always around you, which I think is always a beautiful thing. But then talk about <laughs> what that shift was. When you went to Arizona, you and I could talk for about three hours about what that's like. So tell me what that <laughs> yeah. was. What that, tell me what that was like. So talk, talk with the family, and then talk about if it the the impact that it had on you personally when you moved to Arizona. Well, yeah, you know, it was a very interesting um, situation because we were like village kids. You know, I mean, first of all, I grew up speaking Spanish. Um, I had a nanny, and so my nanny spoke Spanish, and she would only speak Spanish to me. Uh, it was a trick for her because I'd, I'd answer in English, but she started giving me the same food every day until I would start speaking back in Spanish about what I wanted. Um, <laughs> so there was that. So I was a little confused, first of all, what ethnicity I was, um, because, you know, even today when I'm tired, I think in Spanish. Um, okay. And my grandparents spoke Spanish too, right? And then I have cousins from Hawaii, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a little confusing. I have aunts that are like, you know, Irish, red hair. Um, and then I have this huge village of cousins that are every, you know, shade of color that can be from blonde hair, blue eyed, all the way to, you know, dark with dark eyes and dark hair. And so we ran our town that we lived in in Azusa because our family lived there for a few generations. Um, so I went from, like I said, kind of the big, you know, the person around town to um, this very different town where all of a sudden it was like, hey, you can't walk around holding your head up like that and um, all these things. Uh, I definitely have the protection of my family. So let me give you a, two two different little sh- short synopsis. So okay. um, in Azusa and Glendora, California, where my family lives, if anybody messed with me, 
I didn't even have to like look at them because my whole family would go after them. And, like, <laughs> you know, we even all lived in the same apartments when I was born. So imagine that, you know, it was like we ran the place. And I remember this one girl bullied me once and I didn't even know she was bullying me. I was just afraid of her. And my, I mean, my whole family went and knocked on her door. So that was the end of that. And I thought, Ooh, you know, that was a lesson in itself. It was like, be careful who you get mad at because your family's right. going to go say something to them, you know? Um, and that was, and, that, and then nobody got hurt. Of course we we're peaceful, right. but it was like, you are not going to mess with our little baby here. Um, right. and so it went from that, from running around the apartments with all my cousins, you know, until I was seven years old to all of a sudden I'm living in Arizona in a huge house with a pool and everything. And, um, and and walking down the street with um, cows and chickens, because or, or cows and lambs because they walk the cows down the street. And if I was wow. late for school, I had to I had to tread through the the dung. <laughs> wow. Um, oh yeah. Goodness. Right. And right. And then uh, and then we had like rocks for a front yard instead of grass. So mm -hmm. you know our yard had this beautiful rock design. And so, and in the middle was a big lava rock, all these red rocks, was white rocks, red rocks, and a mountain of them. So my mom was meticulous, you know, uh, like kind of like, um, what's her name? You know, she's like Mrs. Better Homes and Garden. Everything has to be perfect. Yes. We're cleaning the yard and everything every weekend. So I went from right. playing with family, having fun, to cleaning the yard every weekend and having to build walls and playgrounds in my backyard. Okay. Uh, and so all the kids, you know, they, they caught on pretty quickly. So they'd chase me home from school and they'd jump in the rocks in the middle and ride them all out everywhere and throw them at me and stuff. And so I, they'd come by every weekend and laugh at me as I'd have to be sitting there picking them back and putting them back in the pile. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there was my patience, I guess, right there. Um, wow. But, you know, it just went from where, like, you know, when I was younger in California, all the little boys had crushes on me and we moved to Arizona and then, they did at first, and then their parents were like, no, she's a you-know-what, you can't right. hate her, you right. can't like her, you can't bring her up, and you can't be friends with her. So that was interesting for me, because I always thought that, you know, parents were these people that protected their kids and, and protected yes. other kids. And I became in the situation where I was not being protected by parents, I was being pushed away by them, and the mm. parents were telling the kids to call me nasty names. Um, and I literally went to a school where... The teachers were prejudiced against me. The principal was prejudiced against me. If anyone did anything to me, I got in trouble, went to the principal's office. Um, so it was, it was very interesting going from this place like power to like powerless in yes. a way where if someone wow. yelled out the N word in class and I even made one peep or one face, I got in trouble. Not that. Oh. Um, and, you know, I think this really shaped me in those early years of life. But what happened between then and then and moving was my father died when I was four um, and my grandpa died at the same time. So mm. this part of my life had a huge um, emphasis on the rest of my life. Even though my mom didn't tell me my father died until I was like nine years old, um, wow. I suddenly became a very different person. I became mm. very like... Um, like an empath, I could hear everyone's emotions yes. and feel them, and I would cry all night. Like, there's so much suffering in the world. My mom's like, what are you talking about, kid? So while I was being oppressed and all this, at the same time, all I was feeling was everybody else's emotions. Um, wow. It was a very strange growing up. So what happened is I ended up becoming an extreme bookworm. I started reading every book I could get my hands on because I was pretty lonely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and after I got done reading all the books in the library, I said, go to the library and I'd get like 27 books with a max. So I'd leave with a little wheelbarrow every time. And this was the only place where people, you know, weren't prejudiced against me or were loving towards me. 
So um, after I read all the books in the library, then I started reading my mom's personal development books. She was working in social work, so I read all her social work books. And I'm reading this book by Dr. William H. Glasser called Take Effective Control of Your Life. Mm. And I was just like 14 years old, I think, when I read the book. But it changed my entire life. It changed the way I thought. Wow. changed the way I stored my memories. It was basically a book on NLP. Okay. Um, so I went from being this kid who was, you know, feeling persecuted and all this to feeling very powerful, powerful. And all of a sudden, all the boys that were calling me the N-word were suddenly having their friends come and ask me if I'll go to prom with them, if I'll go to dance wow. with them. Wow. Right. So can you imagine? <laughs> it's like I went from like, you're the ugly N-word, but burnt toast. I'm talking, they'd like dump chocolate milk on my head, you know, and, and the teachers, I would get in trouble, right? <laughs> Wow. So it was very interesting. So at this time, I took control of my education. I actually changed my school myself without telling my mom. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, wow, um, really? It, oh, yeah. I picked my own school, my own high school. And so when my mom one day went up to the school, they were like, she hasn't been going here for two years. <laughs> two years? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was um, coaching other kids already. I became a life, you know, I was like a life coach in school. So I became this very popular person all of a sudden. I started my own business in high school. I was making like $1,000 a week. And the kids would like mob me wherever I go. Like, oh, there's a girl that sells the contact. I would sell contact lenses. It's probably not, (laughs) you know, (laughs) colored contact lenses. And I was pretty handy at doing hair because my, um, my, I used to go to my aunt's hair salon after school. So, you know, I just became this entrepreneur in high school and it really changed everything. But I grew up with these kids that were, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. So it was kind of like all I knew at a certain point um, from fourth grade to, you know, growing up. Um, So a lot of people probably thought that I would be this hateful person, but instead I was very accepting and, you know, I forgave everybody, but I, I forgave, but I didn't forget. I, I I understand. I totally I get that. Mm-hmm. You are listening. I was totally you are friendly, to but the, I wasn't going to hang out with them. <laughs> there you go. You are listening to the wonderful and talented Dr. Dante Sears here on the movement here on Voice America and the Influencers Channel. We got about eh, about three minutes before the break, so let me ask. Because then when we come back from the break, I want to kind of go forward. Because you were talking about kind of being an entrepreneur. I mean, I've never heard someone mm-hmm. selling contact lenses on the street as opposed to all the other things you could <laughs> buy on the street. But let me ask you, um, I know you were touching on race. And I think you and I could sit here all day and talk about what, where relate, race, race relations is in this current day, not only in this country, mm-hmm. but worldwide. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. we have just a couple minutes before the break. And you said something a minute ago, and I kind of want you to follow up on that. You were saying that you could have easily become a hateful person and just said anybody that's whatever color it is. You know, you can spew your venom toward any color you want and just Mm -hmm. been just as bad as they were to you. So in a couple minutes we have before the break, what did Dante, was there an incident? Was there something said to you? Was your upbringing? Was your family that made you just say no? They, I'm just going to be just forgiving and just be fair to everybody. Because that, that had to be hard at, at that age to be able to compartmentalize that and just be fair to people that wronged you as, as, as bad as they did. So just we got, like I said, we got about three minutes before the break. Tell me how you, what went into that decision? And that had to be kind of tough, though. You know, I honestly don't know what happened. I really think that it was a moment with God. You know, I really think that when my father died, you know, spiritually, metaphysically, that he came to be with me. 
And so I had a higher level of wisdom than most young people did. Um, I didn't use it as most people would, though. Believe me, I, I, I did my, you know, I went out and had fun and all kinds of stuff. But, um, you know, it was just this moment. I remember when this kid come up, came up to me that used to be really mean to me, and he said, you know, so-and-so wants to go to prom with you. And I'm like, so-and-so, who I had a crush on earlier and called me the N-word, or hurt, hurt, me, hurt my feelings, you know. Um, and, and it was someone who was very pivotal in hurting me. And I just kind of was like, you know, I thought about it. And I had this moment where, you know, maybe the good angel and the bad angel, the bad angel was like, tell him to go, you know what. And the good angel was like, this is this moment right now where you have a choice if you're going to reflect what they give you or you're going to right. give them something different. And I decided right. to give them something different. And I just said, you know, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And I didn't go to my prom at all because of, you know, I just, I had no interest. I was already hanging out with adults and right. already planning my college. I was, um, you know, for one thing, I was, you know, educationally, I was way ahead of everybody. Yes. I was teaching right. my class. I was teaching the teachers. I was correcting the books because I had read so many books that I, you know, I read my textbooks before the school year started. So I was just in another world than them. Um, and I considered myself an adult and I already knew I was going to be a doctor. So, you know, I guess the short and long answer is that it was, it was God and it was education that, that made me say, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do what they did. Plus, I've got cousins with blonde hair, blue eyes, and aunts with red hair and green eyes. I mean, what am I going to do? Right. <laughs> you know, right. I would look silly. I, look I mean, like they, would, they, would not, they would probably not be mad at me if I said those things, but how would that benefit me, you know? I agree. I agree. So you almost seem like you feel like you'd probably be a bit of a hypocrite if you did that. Is that, is that accurate? I suppose, but it was, it was just intellectualized. Like, why am I going to, you know, why am I going to send back the hate that I got when it didn't feel good to me? I have a moment to change this dynamic, and I did. And I, and instead, they all had a crush on me, and I left the school like that instead. You know, with them all wishing and feeling bad about what they did for me instead of me having to pay them back for what they did. They get to live with that, whatever they did. They get to live with themselves, and, you know, that'll be a lesson for their whole life. God, I wish we could just take the soundbite of this part of the interview and just let this play everywhere around the world and see if, if the world could actually listen to the very knowledgeable and forgiving Dr. Dante Sears here on The Movement. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes. And again, this toll-free number, if you want to call in and talk to this wonderful woman, is 866-472-5795. Email the show, Shannon, at shannondhughes-themovement.com. Dr. Dante Sears, we are going to go into the break. But when we come back, let's talk, talk, let's talk about your being an entrepreneur and how you started to build upon it and how to form you to the person that you are today so when we come back we will talk about that with my guest dr dante sears right here on the movement right after this be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america if your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash il. 
Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. I would love to pass this information. I did it last week, and I would selfishly like to do it. So if Dr. Dante would give me just a second, I would love for everybody to go to Amazon.com and on Kindle Fire, purchase my best-selling book, Movement Mastery, How to Find Your Motivation and Create Lasting Momentum. That story is about me, about all the things that I've gone through as an entrepreneur, as a person, as a young man growing up here in Chicago, and all the things that I did to change my life around, use that paradigm shift, and be try to live my best life. That is Movement Mastery, How to Find Your Mo- Motivation and Create Lasting Momentum, available on Amazon Kindle, the bestseller by yours truly, and the hardcover and the paperback will be available in a couple weeks. I hope you all go out and pick it up. Speaking of picking up what she's putting down, my guest is Dr. Dante Sears here on The Movement here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 866-472-5795 is the number. Email Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That first 20 minutes went quick. Let's, let's, let's get into this next 20-minute block here. So, Dr. Dante, so you talked about being an entrepreneur at an early age. So, and you were talking about all the books that you consumed and kind of, to kind of what, it seemed like it was kind of, your books were kind of like your company. It kind of took you away from the world and you started to educate yourself. So, tell me, and the audience, what it was like, like launching your business. Tell me what that was like at that age and how you started to build upon it because it definitely plays into who you are now. So, talk to the audience about that a little bit. Okay, I think we may have dropped, we may have lost, so we're going to try to reestablish connection. 866-472-5795, that's 866-472-5795 as we look to reestablish uh, connection with Dr. Dante Sears. She talked about in the first segment about being in a multiracial family and dealing with the racial issues, uh, you know, big family, you know, big families. Uh, I've heard people say it's a, it's a pain in the butt. I've heard some people say they love it or a little bit of a both. But it looks like she grew from a lot of it um, just for her family supporting her, stood up for her when she went through the trials and tribulations, the loss of her father at a young age, um, even though she did not know he was gone, had to be very traumatic. But um, she 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 worked through that. And now she is she is back. She is she is. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like she's on the line. Are you there, Dr. Dante? Yes, I was there the whole time. I guess you guys just can't hear me for some reason. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. I said, was it something really? I said? Did she just, was it something I said? I'm like, it's her story. I'm like, I didn't want her to get off the line. So I apologize. <laughs> so, but welcome back, first of all. Um, I don't you. know if you heard what I was saying. Uh, as I said, I was yes, saying, I, did. I, I wanted you to talk about you, you know, starting your entrepreneurial trek as a youngster. I mean, not, not a lot of people have that in them. Talk to the audience what it was like when you were starting like what was your intention and what was it like getting started and how it started to grow for you okay um so first of all you know when I was five years old my mom put me into modeling um and so that was the early start of my confidence and at the same time my mom was a business owner now I remember I said my dad's family is Sears Coleman and Roebuck so I had on both sides by my entrepreneurial mother and then my dad who I didn't know right because I was too little when he died um but, it, but I just had it in my blood already, okay, to be an entrepreneur. Um, my mom had a store growing up. My aunt had her own business. You know, I grew up there. I, I was there every day after school. Um, so it was natural in school to start a business. And, um, you know, I, I think one day they did the entrepreneurial thing, and so we had to do our own business, and that's when I started right there. You know, okay. I, I made it first a candy business, and I was like, that didn't work because I ate all the candy. You know, and then, <laughs> so I was like, okay. So, you know, um, I got this, uh, it's funny, I got this cereal box that had a free contact lens subscription on there um, through okay. the doctor. So I went to the doctor, and I had perfect eyesight, and they were like, well, you have perfect eyesight. I said, it's okay, I just want color contacts. They said, well, we have disposable or regular. I'm like, what's the disposable? There's three in a pack, and they're 30 bucks. My eyes went cha-ching. So I sold them for 40 bucks each and, you know, three in a pack. And I was like, oh, my profit margin was unstoppable. You know, so um, I became very popular. The kids from every district would mob me because there was no way for them to get a prescription and get contact lenses. And I had perfect eyesight. None of the kids that whose parents would take them to get contact lenses would have perfect eyesight. So it was just this perfect thing. So I was, you know, making four grand a month and, in early grade school, like in, you know, eighth grade. And that's when I just said, okay, you know, I'm a business person. I started planning my own business. Um, so, you know, when I got out of school, um, you know, I wanted to just go straight to college, but my mom and I, we got into a pretty big, I would say, argument about my future. Because first of all, it was very advanced, and um, okay. they were pushing me up three grades in school and not telling my mom. And so basically I had to sit in school for three extra years because she didn't okay. want me to be ahead, right? And I was, like, out-testing everybody and everything. They're like, we don't know what to do with her, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so anyway, uh, my mom got in, and I got into it during high school. You know, during high school, she said I couldn't go to the college I wanted. I couldn't do what I wanted. So I left home. Mm-hmm. I started my own life. And um, I took control of my own education again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time, I was kind of like, you know, starting little, little things. I knew I wanted to be successful. Um, I still thought I wanted to be an actress and model, and I was doing really good with that. Um, and what happened is when I was 21, my mom got pregnant with my sister. And so she was like, why don't you just come back home, get to know your sister, and I'll help you get into real estate. My mom was in real estate at the time, and she was killing it. I mean, I go to her house. And, like, they were, you close the door and checks would fly through the air. I'm not joking. <laughs> checks would fly through the air, and you pick okay. up, like, three, four, five checks off the ground, and you're like, here's 11000 here's 12000 here's 17000 here's twenty one grand. You know, four, four different checks. And she's like, oh, yeah, just put them back in that bowl right there. You know, and every time the door closes, <laughs> the checks fly. And, like, you know, this doesn't make sense, Mom. Why don't you cast them? She's like, yeah, I like them there. 
<laughs> so I thought, hmm, wow. right? Like uh, money is flying in the air at this point, you know. So I, me and my siblings grew up very differently. Money was tight when I was younger. My mom was an entrepreneur, and I had to work in her business. They were just like, you know, getting a hundred bucks to go to the mall or whatever. So I said, okay, you know, I'll try real estate. And it was she was really tricking me because once I got into real estate, my acting and modeling career started taking off. I started booking films, commercials, everything. I mean, I was booking everything I touched. I was on a um, I was on a, a pro, some product bottles for 12 years in every mm-hmm. grocery store and in, in health and beauty store in town. And all of a sudden I started real estate and started making, you know, $10,000 a month right out the gate. And so I wouldn't show up for those commercials or movies anymore. I was like, yeah, I can make, <laughs> you know, your little three right. grand or I can make this 20, 30,000. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all of these little skills that I had put together from doing multi-level marketing and all this stuff, um, so, by the way, people who've done multi-level marketing, you know, it actually, it, it actually does help because all those books they had me read and, you know, personal development, when I hit real estate, it was just like, bam, it was magic, right. it was a magic formula. Um, and so I started building my business very quickly and all the other realtors were double my age and, um, and the opposite color for me. And I was in this town where, you know, the people my color didn't even live on that side of town, but because of how much of a reader I was, um, people couldn't touch what I was doing because I knew my stuff so much that even if they were racist against me, they still signed the contract yep. <laughs> and worked with me. Right. Um, and so it was interesting. It was like, I guess, you know, that patience I had when I was younger really paid off because then I was able to deal with, you know, all different personality types, make them feel comfortable, even if they, like I said, don't even like my type, so to speak, and work with me. Um, so, wow. you know, and then, because I'm, well, I guess my family background, I guess you want to say Sears is like we have a finger in every pie, which I didn't think about this at the time. But mm-hmm. um, I had been, you know, I went from making $7,000 a year on my business to making $100,000 a year in three months, right? And three so I was months. like, wow. Three oh, months. Yeah. In three months, I started making $10,000 a month and it never stopped and just kept going higher, higher, 10. And I started going now 12, now 20, now 30, now 40, now 100. And I was like, oh, this my. is like a game. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and my mom had been like, oh, there's none of the stuff you're doing is working. But when I found real estate, it worked. And so I want to say for people out there that have been trying stuff and it doesn't work, like keep trying because it was really about finding the right product for me. Um, and once I did, I turned around and all those little businesses I started, I started sprinkling money on them because so I was importing and exporting, creating products, websites, all kinds of stuff. And then those businesses started to take off and make $100,000 or more a year. So um, I was in this interesting position in real estate where I started working only like 20 hours a week because I had all these businesses. I was trading around the world, you know, and I would take my money. And this is where it gets interesting. I would take my money. Like if I made um, a $100,000 check, I wouldn't spend it. I'd take, you know, part of that check which I had already, um, you know, like this amazing budget. And I'd take it and I'd invest it into countries where their dollar was low or their GDP is low. And then I'd end up making, like, say, if I spent $5,000, i would make 50000 from that 5000 you know, or more. Um, so my money started multiplying all over the place. And I just became this little, like, amazing entrepreneur slash real estate wow. salesperson. Um, and I think that was, you were still, was like you were still in your 20s, time. right? You were still in your twenties, right? You were still in your twenties, oh, yeah, right? Twenty twenty two when it first started when I first started making money like that. And then wow. by the time I was twenty four, I was making over a million dollars a year. Um, I was married at the time. So mm. um, 
you know, it was really, it was a really interesting dynamic because I was, I had more money than my friends and their parents. Um, and, and, and all their parents who had kind of like been racist against me and all that. And the dads started apologizing to me. Really? Um, you know, or like they thought, yeah, or they thought like I was a bad influence. They thought I'd be a bad influence on their kids because I was in a wealthy area. And so they see a brown skinned kid. They're thinking she's the yep. troublemaker. Keep her away. Right. We lived right. in the mayor's neighborhood. Um, right. So then all of a sudden they're apologizing and like, can you help my kid? <laughs> like my really? friends in Arizona. Yeah. Wow. Right? So, you know, it's like patience, it pays off, right? Being diplomatic, it pays off. Um, and I just, I just saw a different lifestyle where, you know, I just could do whatever I wanted to do. Um, I bought my first home when I was 24. I bought my second home at 26. Life was good. But what happened is my marriage started failing. So it was this really, um, I would say it was a really developed business mind. You couldn't touch me business-wise, right. but emotionally and being married and all that, 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 that part wasn't growing up yet. Um, okay. at least not in that way, right. To be, to be right. able to be married and to, you know, to, how to understand how to manage all of that. Um, so that kind of was the tipping point, um, later in life where that kind of changed things, upset the apple cart and made me start looking at things and going, okay, it's great. I'm making money. I love this. But now that I'm making money and I'm a di on a different level, um, so then I'm hanging out with the wealthiest people in town, and I lived in San Diego. So this is where it got really interesting for me, Shannon, because I had achieved my dreams, and at that point was just looking to pay off everything I had, you know, and then just have kids and, and just be able to live my life and not have to worry about money. Um, but the friends I was hanging out with were all very wealthy, wealthy people. Um, I want to tell you that story, but wait, let me, let me stop in case you need to say something. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Woo. The money-making machine, Dr. Dante Sears, is my guest here on The Movement, 866-472-5795. Um, let me ask you, um, mm -hmm. what was your next step? So you talked about your marriage. Now, you were married at what age and how long were you married? I got married when I was 22 years old, and I was technically married for five years Okay. Six, well, actually, six years once a divorce went through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was the marriage just emotional? Was it because you were making this money? Was it a little bit of both? Was there a different element? Do you want to sidestep this question? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, okay, I was raised in the church. And okay. so, you know, I remember, uh, first of all, I was like Miss Cosmopolitan. You know, I lived in L.A. I lived right across from the Kodak Theater. You know, I was mm -hmm. dressing like a high fashion model every day, and I was living the life. I was like, ooh, ooh I'm, I'm glamorous, and I'm awesome. <laughs> um, and my mom t talked me into moving in with her. She lived in Riverside, California. So over there, it was like, when I moved in with her, it was like, I went from, you know, like Club Med to McDonald's. Right. Um, <laughs> where I was like, what do you guys do for fun? They're like, we go to McDonald's. And I'm like, is that a club? And they're like, no, food, folks, and fun. So only people to hang out with was the Christians. And I grew up in church, so I was like, okay. Right. So I ended up, you know, becoming born-again Christian again. And I was like, why right. do these Christians, they get married so young? Right. So I ended up dating the um, head worship leader who was also a teacher at the Christian school. So he's very marriage-minded. Parents were pastors. So he asked me to marry him, and you know, I hadn't really thought about it. So right. it was just kind of like, well, it seemed like the right thing to do. Why not? And right. I got married. <laughs> and, and, you know, marriage was the thing that actually made me successful. Because okay. before that, I was just a single person, and I, the world was a big world, and I was just traveling the world and enjoying my yes. life. And all of a sudden, it was like, I'm married now. I have to think about having kids and a family. And so that just kind of buckled me down, and that's when I started, boom, making a ton of money, 
because I saw the vision. Like, I want to have kids, and I want to have freedom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so marriage was the- a fun, fun, fun adventure, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, yeah, like you said, a fun adventure. I, I like how that was phrased. Somebody said that in a couple of interviews ago. That's very interesting. You are listening to the talented Dr. Dante Sears here on The Movement Heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America and the Influencers Channel. You will be able to listen to this fantastic episode as you can hear me enjoying this interview later today uh, on demand, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify as well. We got a, we got about 90 seconds before the break. I want to get this in before we come back. Um, just tell me really, really quick because we're up against the break. Tell me um, – when the divorce was final, was it a clean break? Was it rough? How would you how would you cl- cl- uh, classify it? Um, it was definitely a cr- clean break. You know, we were, well, you know, my ex husband. He just wasn't um, he wasn't responsible enough to handle that kind of lifestyle. Um, and he basically quit his job and just started living off the money and spending more than I deposit every month. So I had to get a divorce. I was like, I just didn't have right. a choice. I loved gotcha. him, but you know, so it was a clean break, and you know. And then I went on to have another adventure. Oh, and, 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 and an adventure you have. So we are up against our final break of the show. But when we come back, I want you to talk about the doctor in your name. I want you to just talk about that. Talk about your new jewelry therapy line and and all the other things that you do. I don't, God, I'm telling you, your introduction is about as probably is just as long as the interview. So you are going to have to talk about <laughs> all of that and talk about Easy Way as well, which I'm a part of as well. So you need to talk about that and your show. So we got a lot to get to in the final segment of the show. So if you have any questions for this talented woman, 866-472-5795 is the toll-free number. They get on me for not getting the international number. So let me do it again, 001 1405 is the international toll-free number. Again, you can email the show, Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We will be right back with the final segment of the show with my talented and wonderful guest, Dr. Dante Sears, here on The Movement. We will be right back right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. 
You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Limiting beliefs are what holds a lot of people back from living their best life. And on the next episode of The Movement with yours truly, speaker, author, coach, and president, advisory counselor, and executive director of the John Maxwell team, which I'm a part of as well, Annika Ternerud, joins the show. She shares her beginning journey and how she helps others deal with their self-image, overcome their limiting beliefs, and get clarity in their lives. She will be in, she's in Germany, so this will be a fantastic interview. So join me in two weeks, actually, on, on the next episode of The Movement with my guest, Annika here on the movement. I got. I hope I pronounced her name right. Uh, but I can pronounce this woman's name right. Dr. Dante Sears is my guest today on the movement on the final segment of the show. And I was saying before the break, doctor, that we got a lot to cover here in this last segment because you have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of business, a lot of ventures that you do. So I'm just going to do this. I'm going to let you. I'm going to step back. And let you start, just kind of get run down to each one of them and what they do. And also, I want you to talk about the doctor part as well. So, the microphone is yours. Well, thank you, Shannon. Well, I have to preface it by saying this, you know, because there was a transformation that happened in my life. As I was telling you, um, I became friends with the wealthy, some of the wealthiest people in the world. Um, it's where we lived in San Diego. They all vacation and have vacation homes there. Um, and so when I became a part of this elite group, I started learning a lot more about the schematics of wealth and, and the underpinning that kind of creates this whole system. And what I was hearing, unfortunately, from my wealthy friends is that they, you know, wanted to basically, um, first of all, invest in healthcare stocks, which I thought was investing in, you know, keeping people sick. Um, because, right. you know, business 101 is if you're, pay, if, you, if you're making money off people being sick, you got to keep them sick. Otherwise, you know, you don't have a business. Um, and number two was that, you know, their, their, their views on immigration were very poor, um, and it was a constant situation. And so I started to kind of pull away from these people of wealth, and I started to really, feel, you know, I started to really look at it. I was like, you know, the families that I admired the most were some of the ones that couldn't afford the houses I was selling. I started to feel like I was a, more a part of the problem than a part of the solution, Shannon. Mm. Um, so I decided to disengage from that community and I furthermore decided to invest my wealth into, um, creating systems that will create prosperity for everyone. Because, you know, the saddest thing I would see is I'd see a hardworking, let's say Hispanic family, the dad's making 50 to hundred bucks an hour and still couldn't afford a home. And the mom's staying home, raising the kids. To me, that was the right way to do things, you know? And I was like, right. these people are they're holding up, you know, the moral fabric of this country, and I want to support them. And I don't want to be the person who outprices them out of the market and their kids have to sleep in the same bedroom, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to be the person who makes it able for them to have a home. Um, so what I did was I actually, um, I quit real estate at that time, and I started investing my money into my education of, um, of how I could change the world. Um, and so that's what led me to where I am today, and that's what led me to becoming a doctor. I wanted to be a, a, um, a um, you know, a, a medical doctor, and I'm so glad I didn't become one because I would have been limited from the things that I, that I learned and became. 
And one of those things that I learned when I went back to school, um, I went back to school just to be a life coach because my first idea was maybe I can life coach these people I'm selling homes to because I'm already counseling them. So if I could life coach them and I could also learn some hypnosis so I could make them, you know, move through things faster without all the emotions, it'd be good. Well, what happened is I went to school and my life's purpose happened right there in the classroom because my first life purpose was I wanted to kill cancer. And all of a sudden I stood up as they were doing this exercise. I said, oh, my God, I know how to cure cancer. They're like, what? <laughs> we're not even talking about cancer. Like, I don't care. I, what you just said, I know how to cure cancer now. And I basically became the valedictorian of the school. They graduated me at the top of the class. And um, I went on to reverse terminal genetic and incurable disease just by talking to people with their mind, people that were given multiple terminal diagnosis. So this was a huge change in being a real estate agent and being an actress and model. All of a Mm -hmm. sudden, you know, this this thing I grew up with of wanting to make a change because my dad died of cancer and he was Mm -hmm. a major athlete, um, all of a sudden awakened in my life. So here I am now. And what I've done with it after I've gotten my double doctorate in 2012 uh, sorry, in 2016, I got my double doctor. In 2012, I learned how to cure diseases with the mind. Um, is that, you know, everything that people are going through, it's all in our head. You know, this fight we have in life, it's all, it's all between our ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, I've created some companies. And I started to think, like, what's wrong with me that I'm creating all these different businesses? You know, because <laughs> I've got here, um, you know, a cryptocurrency, which is world prosperity network what we've got is a cryptocurrency because we wanted our own digital currency you know we see the current currency system we're actually at a we're actually being lent money you know when you make a dollar you actually owe a dollar 25 so i wanted Uh to create a a currency um for the community where people could trade without having to be at a loss so we did that with our cryptocurrency and that's called prosperity coins then we realize that people need to connect with each other and they need to make money. A lot of people are sharing things on social media um, for other businesses that are getting paid and making money and the people never get paid for it. They just waste their time a lot of times. Um, so we create a directory and um, we're almost done with the back end of it, which is going to make it where whenever you share something from a company that participates in our directory, whether it's now or a year from now or even five years from now, if someone clicks on that link, you're going to get paid for it. Plain and simple. Um, because wow. we want to... Uh, create ways for people to make money while they do the things they love. I think that's so important. You know, traveling through the world, I saw that the rest of the world models us. We should be getting paid for that. We wear the Mossimo shirt. Mossimo gets paid. We don't get paid for that. Um, And so I just saw that, you know, Americans, like, we should really be just paid to be models. I hate to say that, but it's true because what we used to (laughs) buy and innovate, people around the world, they copy it, and we're just not getting paid for that. So when I started to realize that, and see that the most important things that people can do is love each other and be a family and support each other. And actually, we were born because of love. We weren't born to make money. We weren't born to be human doings. We were born to be human beings. And so, you know, my journey is um, to help to connect people to that and to make it so that we can help each other to make money because what we're missing here is a system of reciprocity. It's been missing in business mm. for a very long time. So um, our business slogan for World Prosperity Network, that's my company, is um, conscious business can save the world. And I believe it. I believe it. What I saw in the political structure is that as a business owner, I had to affect the political structure to be able to continue to make money, meaning I have to stop you from making money so I can make money. Okay. Wow. I have to stop you from having freedom so that I can continue to make money I want to. You know, and these systems, they just didn't work for me. I didn't want to participate in this wealth system anymore. I was like, I don't want to be wealthy. The rest of the world can't be. If it means I have to take from them to get it, I don't want that. Um, so now everything I do is about that. 
Um, and to me, you know, so I'm not a liquid millionaire anymore, but in my mind, I'm much more wealthier than I was mm-hmm. before because of the fact that, you know, before people were getting me for 50,000 here, 100,000 here, 30,000 here, and they were just robbing me left and right. There was no reciprocity in the business. Um, now I get complete reciprocity in the business and a lot of those things I can create for myself and I can control the cost. So even though I'm not making a million dollars a year anymore, I think I'm operating on a level that's more like a billionaire because I can do things that people with that kind of money just can't afford to do, that I can't even there afford to do with that there kind of go. money because people you, saw me go. coming, you know. Um, so now we're building um, a new kind of real estate that's wellness, wellness housing um, where we're actually building things from the ground up, starting with, you know, wellness and, and the person having true prosperity. Like you should have a home where you grow your own food. Mm-hmm. You should have a, a home that sustains your health and wellness. And these are the kind of projects that my company, World Prosperity Network, is invested into. If you go to um, our website, prosperitycoin.io or worldprosperitynetwork.com. But on prosperitycoin.io, you'll see our different ventures that we have in health and wellness, in um, real estate, in sales and marketing. And this is where we connect with EasyWay Network. Um, because one of the things that we saw is that, you know, if we really want to affect the world, we've got to get in front of people's eyes. And where's people's eyes? They're on the celebrities. They're on the television. You know, so we created Dante TV, which is, you know, like what I'd say the new oxygen network. And that will be all positive programming that actually enriches your life. You know, a lot of TV, when you watch it, teaches you bad behavior. It teaches you how to miscommunicate. Yes. It teaches you how to ruin your relationships, unfortunately. Um, and, and a lot of other dynamics that are really unhealthy for you. So, I'm bringing positive programming that's all about, you know, changing your life for the better. And so everything that is involved with my business is going to be from that. So we're literally creating everything from the ground up. And with EasyWay, um, I've been so blessed to be able to tap into a network that is already touching millions and millions of people's lives. And I get Mm -hmm. to be in charge of programming for that network to make sure those people see things that are wholesome um, and and thought-provoking and help them to have a better life. Wow. I should have asked you, what don't you do? That is just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Dr. Dante Sears is my guest for the final few minutes we have on the show. Um, I, I think I touched up. I don't know if we touched on this. You have a, a new jewelry therapy line. You want to uh, talk about that really quick? Sure. So, you know, um, a lot of times when I meet people that they need healing, they're not always ready to get into the, their mind. They're not ready to um, go the way of talk therapy, even though, you know, I can root cancer out of your body with a couple conversations, they might not be ready to have those conversations. So what I started to do is create products that people can use to help to get them to that place. And sometimes I don't even have to have that conversation because the transformation just happens. Um, so I created a product line called Shift Happens, which is, um, you know, body care that you can put on that, you know, changes the way your, um, your, physiology, your physiology reacts emotionally, physically, and then also um, then I created a jewelry line called Dante Bella using rocks because um, semi-precious rocks are actually um, minerals, right? The table of elements. They're all made with the table of elements. These are the elements that we need because we live in concrete and, right. and stucco. You know, we don't, we don't ever get that homeostasis. 
you know, we've got EMF rays shooting at us all over the place from the cell phone towers. So Mm -hmm. they can wear these rock stones and it will actually bring them to homeostasis. They can put on my lip balm that will, you know, that will just melt the stress out of their face, basically help them connect to their true self so they can even hear their thoughts. They can even connect to their confidence instead of being an insight going, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like because you're being attacked by the environment right now? And so I'm giving you a shield. So these rock stones will protect you from EMF rays. Um, they'll, they'll help you with your confidence. They'll help you with your speaking abilities. Um, they all have different gifts, and it's all from nature. So I'm wow. using what nature already created instead of recreating it. You know, what business has been doing is taking what's natural and then turning it into something synthetic and selling you that because they can patent it. I'm taking the things that God made on this earth because they will actually heal you. Anything created on this earth as a disease can be reversed by things on this earth. So I'm giving you those tools so that you can place them on your body and you can be victorious in your life without feeling like you're being, you know, constantly attacked by these things when you're trying to get ahead. Wow. You know, constantly attacked by the external things like the EMF rays that we've got yes. going on and, you know, the environmental pollutants. You, uh, there's a movie coming out next month called The Avengers, the final chapter. You know, I think you should be on that team because you got some superpowers <laughs> that the world could use right now because, yeah, I don't know what you don't do. We are up against the end of the show. Dr. Sears, would you leave us with a good one minute message to those out there? You know, that traveling through the lab, just whatever message you want to leave to my audience, please do it and give out any information that people can contact you. All right, fantastic. Well, um, you know, just for everybody out there, I, I say that, you know, the most important thing that we're up against as a, as a people right now is that we connect with each other and we stop going them and we start realizing it's us. You know, we're humanity and we're just one world family. We've got to stop letting people divide and conquer us and and start connecting with each other and loving each other. Um, And I think it begins with doing good business with each other. And that's a business that has reciprocity. And I'd like to support you in that journey. You can go to my website at DanteSears.com. I have a blog that teaches you about, you know, self-confidence and how to to own your mind. Um, I have a fantastic line of jewelry called... um, Dante Bella, which is at DanteBella.com, D-A-N-T-E-B-E-L-L-A.com, where you can, men and women, get stones to protect, protect you from EMF rays, from cell phone radiation, and also um, just help you to really own the space between your mind by having something that will anchor you. You know, rocks are thousands of years old, and you can have that wisdom hanging on your neck to help you um, through life. And then please get involved. You know, go to WorldProsperityNetwork.com and register with us. Um, and, and, and lastly, go to prosperably.com, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-B-L-Y.com. Register your business for free and, and um, join this fantastic movement that we have of reciprocity in business and bringing conscious business to the world because what we want to do is bring prosperity to every corner of this world. When everyone makes enough money, your business is going to flourish, right? If, if, if everyone has money, they spend money. So let's stop thinking this that us against them and start thinking it's us and we've got to help each other and we've got to support each other. So I hope that you will join with me. Go to prosperably.com. That's where you can start. And, um, and you know, let's make a real movement in this world. 
Wow. Shane, she used the word movement. I love that. I, I went to kickboxing and yoga today. I'm sweating more now after this interview than I did during my workout today. Dr. Dante <laughs> Sears is just a champ. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being so transparent. Thank you for the movement that you are, have started and and created and and continue. And thank you for being part of my movement today. It was an honor to have you on the show, my friend. Well, thank you so much, and i got to thank Eric Zuli for making it all happen because this has been a fantastic interview, and I can't wait to get to know you better. Absolutely. Doctor, you have a good day. Thank you very much. That's the moment for this week. We will be back in two weeks with my guest, Annika Turnerud. Remember, if you have not started a movement, you need to start right now. See you all in two weeks. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.